1: People assume that time is a strict progression of cause to effect, but actually, from a non-linear, non-subjective viewpoint, it's more like a big ball of wibbly wobbly, timey-wimey stuff.
2: Hi, I'm Rachel Hampton. And I'm
0: Madison Malone Kircher. You're listening to ICYMI. In case you missed it. Slate's podcast about internet culture. The Oscars are coming. It's almost here.
2: Yay. I'm so excited. <laughs> Because you
0: can't tell, I'm genuinely excited. In my household, we celebrate, you know, the high holidays, Christmas, Easter, the Academy Awards.
2: Yeah, mm-hmm. I celebrate at least one of those.
0: <laughs> so clearly I've already filled out my ballot. But even though you don't actually care about this award show, there is one part of the Academy Awards that you will not be able to escape even though you want to.
2: I feel like, all the parts of the Oscars I can't escape, even though I very much want to. But what's what's this part?
0: I feel like there's always some sort of like extreme cringe designed for social media that the Oscars mm-hmm. force yeah. in an attempt to stay relevant. So, like, the time the Girl Scouts showed up with cookies or mm-hmm. the time Ellen took that selfie.
2: I'm not going to lie. The Ellen selfie... We kind of ate off of that for a while. Like, she gave the girls what we needed.
0: And this is not to malign the Girl Scouts, who were completely innocent.
2: Famously.
1: (laughs) Girl Scouts innocent.
0: (laughs) They're the good Scouts. Uh, So I thought it would be fun to imagine a few ways the Oscars might, you know, misguidedly attempt to integrate the online into the awards this year.
2: The thing is, Madison, I don't actually think that we'll be able to come up with anything. Because the issue is... Our ideas, even if they're deranged, will at least be fun. And whatever the Oscars are going to do, it's not going to be fun. So I feel like we're fighting a losing battle.
0: Okay, but just picture this.
2: No. It's time
0: for the immemorium. The moment where we honor all the people who have died this year. You went The grim. lights come down. The slideshow begins playing. And then Addison Ray appears what? on stage. <laughs> no. <laughs> to do the renegade dance.
2: Okay, I know I said that whatever we came up with would be good, but you really, you proved me wrong. All right, what do you got? Um, So what I think is going to happen is famously the teens love to make fun of Lynn Manuel Miranda. And he is always for some reason involved in like the Oscars gambit, I feel like. For the past few years, it's always like, what is Lynn doing at the Oscars this year? So I feel like what's going to happen is they're going to do a thing where Lynn is an announcer or presenter or whatever the fuck it's called clearly I don't care and they're going to be like this award is presented by Lynn Manuel Miranda but what they're going to do is bring out that one guy on TikTok who does an absolutely <laughs> incredible dead on impression of Lynn Manuel Miranda love that guy. he's going to uh, actually present the award and it'll be an opportunity for a TikTok star to be on stage and also a chance to have Lynn good-naturedly shake his fingers in the crowd at this guy
0: Okay, yeah. I like that.
2: Picasso. (laughs)
0: Damn it. It was right there (laughs) on the tip of my tongue. (laughs) Well, while we wait to see how the Oscars embarrass themselves this year, uh, we'll be sure to see it on our timelines as soon as it happens, because Instagram is going back to
2: chronological. That's right. On the show today, Instagram is finally giving the girls what they want, which is the chronological feed. On Wednesday, basically, Instagram announced it was bringing back the timeline feature. But the question is, as ever, is will will people finally be happy? Will they finally shut up about the algorithm?
0: (laughs) After the break, we'll be back to talk about this news because we're not shutting up about it either. What it means for the Instagram experience and how a history of timelines on social media shows us that this might not be the great idea you all think it is.
2: And we're back, scrolling through Instagram, bored in the house, in the house bored, scrolling through Instagram.
0: So Instagram, like we said, is back to chronological order. Let's get into exactly what that means. On Wednesday, Instagram, I don't know why I put on that voice, that's what I think the official Instagram voice sounds like apparently, they announced they would be adding two additional modes to the platform, one called favorites and one called following. And these two new modes would allow users more direct curation of their feeds.
2: The following feed will create basically a chronological feed of every person you're following which is what all of you have been asking for until you realize just how much the people you follow post. They couldn't of course call it chronological
0: so just know when you hear following we're talking about chronological chronological if
2: you will. So favorites is a bit different in that it allows you to favorite up to 50 accounts, which will then appear chronologically in their own feed. And those accounts will also receive a higher priority in your main feed as well. So think of it as close friends, but for your actual timeline. One thing Instagram does know, and I appreciate this, is one way that the favorites feed is different from close friends is that nobody will know if they're on your favorites list. And that information is kept private to the user. So yes, you can add your ex-boyfriend to your favorites feed to continue to creep on him.
0: Along with this news, head of Instagram Adam Mossery told The Verge that over time they're going to add more recommendations to our feeds based on our interests, which basically sounds like, the main feed is going to be even more trying to make a verb out of algor-
2: algorithmicized than before how do you feel about this change madison i feel like you have a lot of thoughts about chronological feeds well i've been blogging about this crap for years <clears throat> uh no i the first thing i want to
0: note is this change is like a change with a real lowercase c because Every time you open Instagram, the feed you see will be the algorithmic feed. You'll have to manually toggle to following or friends feeds if that's what you want to see. So it really isn't going to change things for me. I might use the favorites list for like hate follows. Although now that I'm learning that they're going to prioritize your favorites higher Mm -hmm. in that algo feed, I perhaps will rethink this.
2: Yeah, I wouldn't recommend doing that unless all you want is hate content on your timeline, which is your choice. (laughs) Like, the internet
0: doesn't make me feel bad enough already.
2: Exactly. I mean, the thing is, speaking of that, this is one of – my friend kind of already has this, although she hacked her way into it, which is that she has one account for friends – And then one that just follows like influencers and celebrities. So she can basically toggle in between real content and SpawnCon, which I think is really smart. But it kind of just feels like what Instagram is doing now, but for everyone.
0: That is very
2: smart. My
0: version of that is I have a couple of Instagram accounts, but they're mostly so I can watch people's stuff who I don't want to give the satisfaction of knowing I'm watching their stuff.
2: Do you think they don't notice that a random account is watching their stuff?
0: For legal reasons, I cannot disclose too many details. But the answer is yes, and also maybe no.
2: We're, we're going to talk about this more after this recording. So, Madison, why has this all happened?
0: This is something users have been asking for for a while, like you said, probably since 2016, when Instagram finally went fully from a chronological feed to an algorithmic-based system. But uh, I want to dig back even further than that. So if we go back to the earliest, the earliest days of social media feeds, in the beginning, there was uh, (laughs) Facebook, which now owns Instagram. So in 2006, Facebook introduces the news feed. (laughs) Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. So at the time, it shared everything your friends were doing and posted it all in chronological order so you could see your latest updates from family and friends Probably the most classic and wholesome version of Facebook. Like, I do recognize that Facebook was built on the idea of, like, "Mm, women, let's rank how hot they are. Mm -hmm. Uh, But there was, like, that sweet little era in 2007 where I was just using this platform to talk to my summer camp friends and post dumb pictures and um, give each other pieces of flair. And that was nice. There was no, like, election meddling.
2: And we all know that that can't last. So in 2009, Facebook (laughs) introduced the algorithmic news feed. So it would basically be deciding whose news was newsworthy for you and whose wasn't. We could also maybe consider 2009 the beginning of the end of democracy, but that's not what this podcast is about.
0: In 2009, I can distinctly remember being absolutely pissed off about this change. High school me for sure joined several Facebook groups, frankly, I'm probably still in them, entitled mm. things like, you know, Mark Zuckerberg, bring back the old feed or else. Very threatening.
2: I think 2009 was the year I joined Facebook. <sighs> so I haven't known anything but the algorithmic news feed. Ah. Oh.
0: So this is in 2009. Rachel joins Facebook because she finally gets her parents'
2: permission. Uh... Actually, I joined it without <laughs> my parents' permission. Ooh. She's a rebel. She's a rebel. Listen, they barely let me have a MySpace. (laughs) (laughs) It's not until
0: 2016, though, that Instagram and Twitter decide to pivot to algorithms. So we first get our taste, culturally, I'd say, of an algorithmic feed for a long time on Facebook before we start to see them on other social media platforms. And frankly... Me and my irate friends in those Facebook groups, we survived. In fact, we thrived. I was fine in that
2: algorithmic (laughs) era. I really was. I'm just... As soon as a platform introduces an algorithm, there's always this kind of outrage, and then everyone forgets what it was like in the pre-algorithm era. Although I will say that if you want to go back to a pre-algorithmic era, you can go to Tumblr.
0: (laughs) No. Which...
2: Has been and will continue to be a pretty straightforward chronological timeline. Tumblr's motto is if it ain't broke, don't fix it. And if it is broke, don't fix it either. (laughs) (laughs) Nothing is fixed. Yahoo would like a word. If it it listen, nothing will get fixed. Occasionally they do add some some nice little features in, but that happens like once every five years. And the chronological timeline is a beloved. A beloved uh, remnant of the earlier era. Yeah,
0: you love Tumblr. We get it. So
2: I do, as many people do.
0: <laughs> it's true. The more episodes of the show we make, the more I realize this. Um, so in 2016, there was this big social media shakeup, which was dubbed by uh, those in, in the biz as the Algopocalypse. <laughs> it was extremely dumb. And it led to, you'll probably remember this, if not the name, so many Instagram creators who were terrified that this new algorithmic feed was going to ruin their lives and their businesses, which, spoiler alert, they weren't totally wrong. But they were all posting at the time these images with arrows pointing to, like, the three mm-hmm. dots on your Instagram being like, turn yeah. on notifications, please, or you'll never hear from me again.
2: I don't really think it did that much, though. It did. I'm speaking personally, it did nothing. I saw those posts and I thought, you know what I don't want? Post notifications for literally anybody. I don't give a shit.
0: So this shift to the algorithm also turned tech platforms and their algorithms into kind of villains in Mm -hmm. a way that obviously tech platforms were very much already villains by 2016. But, you know, suddenly we have people accusing Instagram of shadow banning creators or prioritizing content to... Further, you know, the platform's own evil intentions. And sometimes that is what's happening. Let's be very clear. We've talked about that a lot on the show. But it's not entirely how it always works, especially when we talk about the dreaded shadow banning, which is when a creator believes their content is being hidden from their followers. But it is really easy for creators to convince themselves, especially if you are experiencing dips at the hands of the algorithm, engagement dips, you know, that the, the algorithm is to totally
2: blame. I mean, we do live in a society, famously, specifically a society (laughs) that just loves to embrace conspiracy. Although I will, I think that partially the reason that people and influencers and people who observe influencers like us are so ready to embrace conspiracy is that We don't actually understand how these algorithms work because we're not supposed to because it's proprietary data. So we are quite literally looking into a black box and having no idea why this specific thing is getting spit back out at us.
0: A black box that also for influencers, for creators, and even for you and me, internet journalists with a podcast, our livelihood. Is linked Mm -hmm. to being able to understand these programs, to being able to manipulate them to our favor. And, you know, the algopocalypse was sort of funny and we made fun of it, but also it's really frightening if your entire income is based around your mastery of a platform that says, ah, ah, ah.
2: I understand exactly what you're saying. And while it's true that algorithms and tech platforms usually aren't picking or choosing individual creators to shadow ban, like they're not looking at your content and just being like, fuck that guy. Too but, many pictures of Masha the cat, Rachel. No more posts for you. Okay, Masha the cat posts do very well. But what's true is that algorithms aren't neutral. And they tend to reinforce bias that already exist. So they deprioritize content creators that are black or disabled or fat while boosting content from conventionally attractive white people. So I think the concept of shadow banning gets at this idea that so many people's livelihoods are just held in the hands of this random force That tech platforms are holding up as unbiased and equal. When, like, did you watch that Hulu documentary about the collab crib? Yeah,
0: yeah. Oh, I know exactly what you're going to say. Yes. Great example.
2: The collab crib is an influencer house for Black creators. And one of the creators noted in the documentary that the TikTok algorithm liked, quote unquote, bright things. So she, as a darker skinned Black woman, dyed her hair pink. Yeah, exactly. And actually, there's one other thing
0: on that list of tropes, characteristics that TikTok was programmed to deprioritize that really sticks in my head, uh, which was people in like less nice houses. Like (laughs) the bathroom behind you was not fancy or nice or like looked kind of run down like that would be deprioritized. So we're ableist, we're fat phobic, we're classic, just, you know, the algorithm, brutal. So- This is a long way of saying that we got back on Instagram this week what people always thought we wanted, but do we really want it now? Are we happier with algorithmic overlords?
2: After the break, we'll be back to discuss our own opinions on these new features, debate, chronology versus algorithms, and of course talk about the big algorithm in the room, which is the almighty powerful TikTok.
0: I see why my guys. Just want to take a minute to shout out anybody who is joining us for the very first time this episode. Thank you for listening. We're so glad that you're here. In case you I'm sorry, I'm gonna say it. In case you missed it, our show actually comes out twice a week, Wednesdays and Saturdays. So be sure to check us out on Wednesdays as well. If you wanna to listen to last Wednesday's episode, we had an installment of Red Receipts where we open up the mailbag and see what you guys are wondering about. We talked about peeling eggs on TikTok, lots of weird TikTok audios, Academy Awards drama. It was lots of fun be sure to check it out
2: and we're back in chronologic order famously you have a lot of thoughts about this so I'm gonna let you I'm gonna let you say your piece first
0: so to invoke a cliche you know grass is always green on the other side it is not literally exclusively greener when it comes to algorithmic timelines because chronological timelines do not work at scale They just don't. Rachel, how many people do you follow on Instagram right now?
2: Oh, God. Uh, I think a little less than a 1,000, like somewhere around like 900.
0: Okay, that's a healthy number, but still a lot of people. Uh, Mine looks more like 2,500, which is to say it is pretty close to physically impossible for me to chronologically keep up with every single post from all 2,500 of those people, especially considering that a lot of them are influencers and brands who post, you know, three times a day every single day.
2: Yeah, and perhaps most importantly, I don't actually need to see every single one of those updates.
0: Chronological feeds definitely have this feeling of control, but that's absolutely an illusion. You are you are wrong if you think <laughs> that you have any control over this tech platform, whether it's in chronological order or not.
2: I understand why people like chronological feeds, but now being subjected to everyone's passing thought or like their half-finished thread is torture. I don't actually care. And while I do question why I'm being served a specific tweet 12 hours after it's posted, I think I prefer it. I think I I gotta say, I think I prefer it.
0: I feel like perhaps we're dancing around the the biggest, baddest algorithm in town right now that we should talk about, which is, of course, TikTok.
2: It's the first app that we used as a society that is purely an algorithmic experience. Your For You page has almost nothing to do with who you follow. And that is kind of wild to think about. Even on all the platforms we're talking about, like Instagram and Twitter and Facebook, yeah, you're being served post in some weird order, but you usually know who's posting them. On mm-hmm. TikTok, there is quite literally no discernible reason that, My TikTok lives are taken over by egg-peeling videos.
0: (laughs) I keep getting ASMR makeup videos, which I actually Uh find very calming. Mm -hmm. I've been trying to think if a chronological TikTok would even be a pleasant experience. And given that I follow effectively no one on TikTok, I think the answer is no.
2: (laughs) Yeah. There is no way. I can't even imagine. I mean, I follow like a good amount of people, but I realize that I don't even know what those people are up to at this point because I never check the feed that I curated for myself because the one that TikTok creates for me is so much more interesting. A chronological TikTok experience just wouldn't make sense because there's so many people on TikTok. Would it just be serving you everyone's posts in order on the app? That sounds like hell.
0: I don't think the TikTok algorithm, to be very clear, is perfect by any no. means. And, and clearly, we've been vocally critical of that on this show. My God. If I had a dollar for every tweet, like, four years ago, that just acted with such, like, feigned shock at the rise of the Demelios, like, how did these conventionally attractive, thin, white, young women wearing tiny crop tops, dancing around, get famous? Huh? How? And this is not a dig at the Demelios, you could sub in truly any creator of that ilk, but... I do think the fact that, speaking for myself, and also I think for you and many other people, your roommate, Rachel Stone, (coughs) friend of the pod, who threatened to kill the guy on TikTok who uh, (laughs) pops up to say, hey, you've been scrolling too long. What I'm saying is we we can sink hours at a go scrolling endlessly (laughs) on TikTok, and I'm not not entertained. So the algorithm is definitely getting a few things right. More than a few things, I'd say, don't you think?
2: Oh, without a doubt, and even when it doesn't get something right, there's a curiosity to it. How many times have we've gotten emails or DMs or even just slacked each other? I have no idea why this is on my FYP, <laughs>
0: <laughs> and yeah, yet absolutely,
2: I'm engrossed.
0: There are definitely things we do that shape our algorithm on TikTok, not in a your phone is listening to you kind of way, I mean, but. Uh, Rachel, not today, I mean, please. Okay. It's been I'm a long here. week.
2: I mean, okay. I'm just, just saying.
0: I'm talking about things like strolling away from a video before it's finished, selecting not interested. Pro tip, you can hold your finger down on a TikTok video and it will give you this option. You know, TikTok does give us a f- tiny number of c- controls, tools that give us a sense of control in this experience. So we don't feel like we're completely drowning in uncurated content. Though, frankly, I'm not entirely sure how much these tools actually do.
2: Yeah, it kind of feels like, you know those crosswalk buttons where you press the button and yes. theoretically oh my it's God. supposed to speed up whether or not the the sign tells you to walk, but apparently they're just placebo buttons to give you the illusion of control. That's what the TikTok tools feel like to me. So TikTok definitely knows that the app they've created lives and dies by the algorithm, which is why the algorithm is perhaps the biggest blackest box of them all. And that makes sense. It's powerful and it is alarmingly effective. Other social media sites are taking note of the fact that so many people are enjoying what is essentially a machine curated feed. Yeah, it's
0: just a a search engine by a different name. You know, the thing I actually was thinking about this week, I kind of wondered if this change from Instagram... Clearly, everything a tech platform does is always an attempt to stay relevant, especially because TikTok is just eating Instagram for breakfast. Uh, But I sort of wondered if it was like, well, we haven't quite nailed the algorithm in the way that TikTok Mm -hmm. has. So let's give the people what they've been asking for.
2: I mean, I also wonder if it's not just a grab for data in that if you put someone in your favorite feeds, they're going to be prioritized higher in your main feed, which according to Instagram, is going to start having more algorithm-served content from people that you don't follow. So giving you more brands, more influencers, more accounts, suggesting more things into your feed. And what is a better way to find out what people might want in their main feed served to them than having them pick out 50 favorite accounts? And so I, I think that the 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 chronological feed change is really just a step, the illusion of giving us what we want, when really, they're just trying to build a bigger, better algorithm. Okay, so I feel like there's only one way
0: to wrap this up. And that is to say, in case we've been uh, shadow banned, please make sure to hit follow in your podcast player. You can follow us on Twitter at ICYMI underscore pod, turn on notifications so you never miss us, even if the algorithm wants you to. All right. That's the show. We'll be back in your feed on Wednesday. So please subscribe. It is the best way to make sure that you never miss an episode, no matter what the tech platforms are showing you that day. Leave us a rating and review in Apple or Spotify. Tell your friends about us. Follow us on Twitter at ICYMI pod, or you can shoot us an email at ICYMI at slate.com.
2: ICYMI is produced by Daniel Schrader. We are edited by Forrest Wickman and Allegra Frank. And Alicia Montgomery is an executive producer of Slate Podcast. See you online
0: or on any platform that has an algorithm. Papa, can you hear me? Do you even know what that's from, Rachel? No, I just heard you sing, heard you sing it. So just... It's gentle, but I love that I have you singing. You're
2: singing gentle. Yeah, because you you sing it.